I'm very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product that you discovered. So Stephen, every pageant girl needs a bright smile. And for me, I have such an issue with sensitivity. I can't use Crest White Strips. I can't use any other whitening concoction. Zoom whitening doesn't work because I'm in pain for days. So I have discovered this new whitening toothpaste that just has done wonders and it doesn't provide me with any sensitivity. So I have been very impressed. Yeah. Have you ever used the the Crest strips or anything like that? Yeah, I have. And I I used it once and it was so painful that like I couldn't even hear sounds. Like, you know, when you're, it's so weird. My teeth were so sensitive, like hearing chalk or hearing um, erasers or anything was like driving me crazy. It was hurting my mouth. So I don't know if anybody else, I'm a chronic toothbrusher, so my nerves are more exposed. I think a lot of pageant girls are like that too, because we want those white chompers. And if you have sensitivity, like white strips will, will crush you, crush all of your dreams. Um, but I really found that this doesn't provide any sensitivity, which I was pretty amazed by because it doesn't contain peroxide. So do you put it in a tray and put it in your mouth or do you put it on your brush and just brush it like normal? How does it work? Yeah, it's the same as a regular toothpaste. I mean, I was using, um, I think, 3D white or something, like standard off over the counter. Um, So it's the only thing I've changed out. So I use my same toothbrush, do my same brushing routine. It's just a matter of using this instead of a regular toothpaste. That's awesome. Um, Okay, so you basically just brush your teeth with this and your teeth get whiter. Yeah, and I noticed a result like the first time, I think the first time I brushed, I noticed that my teeth were brighter. And the more I use it, I've noticed that the shades are lighting. And I, I will say I have a pretty white smile to begin with. So um, I was incredibly amazed. And I have seen some before and afters that blow me away with this product. So I know it works. I use it. I love it. And I've seen for others who I know use it and love it. I have made a world of difference. That's great. So um, how much is it and how can they get it and all that good stuff? So this is a super special product. So if you are interested in learning more about this product or you want to order it, you can email us at support at pageantplanet.com. It's $23. I know that's a lot for toothpaste, but I promise you when you're replacing all of the other whitening products in your arsenal, your white strips, your trays, your lights, whatever you have going, this is a total replacement. So it is so worth it. And my tube lasted with two people using it for about two months because you don't need a lot. A little bit goes a long way. So it's $23 all in. That includes your tax. It includes your shipping. And if you don't see results, which you're going to see results, you can always return it. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jesse. Thank you. Welcome to the Pageant Planet Podcast, where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the call. Today, Jesse, our queen of coaching, and I, we're going to discuss really how to keep your confidence up during pageant week when others are succeeding around you. So, Jesse, take us into the topic, uh, kind of set the stage for us for this discussion. So this is such an important topic because through pageant week or pageant weekend, so many awards are given out. So this is great news because it means that scholarships are being funded and cash prizes are being awarded depending upon what system you're in. However, it can be difficult when you start seeing those top fives being named, those special awards given out, and you are not a part of those before the pageant actually begins. So these are really things that would happen leading up to the big event that you will need to kind of be mindful of just to keep your confidence up. If you see other people sweeping awards or or you wanting an award really bad, not getting it, how to stay focused despite all of that. 
Yeah, the challenge is, especially when you come off like it, we're we're in Miss America season, so we'll just use them as a example. But you come off the stage, you feel like you crushed it. You saw the other people in your um, you know group, and you just feel like, okay, I've got the prelim talent, which is thirty five percent of your score. It's a big deal, um, and then you don't get it. And it can really deflate your sales a little bit if you're not just mentally strong. So do you have some internal hacks um, maybe that you used when you competed in the America system or just throughout your competition that um, that you've implemented to keep your mentality strong? Yeah, so I, t- I totally fell victim to this myself. I mean, I wanted, I know I've talked about it before, I wanted the swimsuit prelim so bad, or I wanted the photogenic award that was awarded before the pageant. And I didn't get those. And it's really difficult. And it certainly can distract you because if you want those judges to fall in love with you and you see them rewarding others, it's very, very difficult. So the first thing I would suggest is focus on logic. Does that award have any bearing on the final scoring. That's a big one, especially in um, larger pageants coming up this summer where there's optional awards and some girls are going to sweep optionals. And, you know, optionals have nothing to do with the big crown for the most part. That's why they're optional. Um, so that is one thing. If it doesn't affect the score or if you're in the Miss America system, like you just talked about, Stephen, talent's 35%, interviews 25%, and then it all changes on finals night. But it is so imperative to think, you know, if, if a girl wins talent, that's still 65% that's not accounted for. If she wins swimsuit and talent, that's 40% total. That's still 60% that's not accounted for. So logic tells you that all is not lost. There is still hope. So focus on what you can control moving forward. And then if you know, you know, I thought I was neck and neck with her in swimsuit, but apparently they saw something else that they liked. So it's just your challenge to in your hotel room that night Spend a couple of extra minutes in front of the mirror, put a couple of extra minutes more into your walking pattern and make sure that what you maybe thought needed improvement or could have needed improvement is no longer a weakness. It's a strength. Yeah. And this translates not only in pageantry, but in life, too. You're going to look across the table and you're going to see someone that you feel like they've accomplished something that you haven't. Maybe they found like their husband or their wife or um, they got a certain job that you were hoping for. And so it's really just that internal game. And I mean, I'm an emotional creature. We all are. That's what makes life interesting. But life would be so much easier if there was no emotion, but it would be a lot more dull too. So one of the things that, that I do that helps me get a handle on my emotions. Like when I start to get overwhelmed and like, Oh my gosh, like I'm not where I want to be or so-and-so is further ahead. Um, because you know, your mindset, it just takes this idea and then it runs with it. And the next moment you're living in this reality. That's not even your reality. So I get out a piece of paper and I just write down what are my problems? Like, what is it that's really scaring me right now? Um, and I write that down. And I use colored ink. Um, they're, they're almost like adult markers. <laughs> but that's how I make all my notes on blank pieces of paper. So one column is one color. And then I write a possible solution or an alternative way to view that same thing in the second column. Mm. So first column might be like um, I didn't win swimsuit preliminary. And the second column could say, actually, maybe I tied with the preliminary swimsuit winner and the head judge had to pick someone and they picked the other girl. You never know, right? So you might as well create a story that serves you. Sure. Um, And the same way as like, maybe you just scored one point below. 
Um, and again, that's not necessarily going to determine or take away from your ability to win the crown. And for optionals, it's just like, and like USA national miss or NAM or IJM. It's like, it doesn't matter <laughs> because it has no bearing on the overall score. Yeah. It literally does not matter, which is the best part. Yeah. And they have like a different set of judges. I know NAM does. Um, I'm pretty sure IJM and USA national miss do also. I believe but, so. Uh, yeah. So it, those judges don't even know who won talent or spokesmodel award or anything like that. That is so, so true. And, you know, it's just so important that you don't allow that negativity to spill over. So I am insanely competitive. I have ruined friendships through board games and it's just, (laughs) wait, wait, (laughs) tell me the story. Well, it's not necessarily a story, but people don't like to play games with me sometimes because I'm very competitive. I get very intense and I get very mad at my teammate or my opponent it's just, it's not a good look, right? So, it's <laughs> awesome. Oh, it is so. So, we played heads up, a bunch of girlfriends and I last night, and I, I just like, I have to be the one that guesses the most, like in my mind. And I try to like play it off like I'm not competitive at all. And it's just like, does it never works. It never works. Just embrace, just embrace it at this point. <laughs> but um, anyway, what I've trained myself, and I have a, another funny story about that too. Um, what I've trained myself to do is do the opposite of what a jealous person would do. So it is very challenging for me to get out of that hurt, disappointed, sad, and sometimes jealous mindset, but I require myself to. And that's for two reasons. One, be a good sport, because that's the positive side of pageantry is learning that there are good things about everyone around us. And sometimes someone gets acknowledged in a different way than than we would. Or sometimes they acknowledge something specific about a person that maybe we don't have, but that doesn't make us any less. So the first thing I would do if I were in the position of losing out to someone is I would give them a hug and I would congratulate it and I would force myself to mean it. Find in my heart to be proud of what they accomplished in the same way I would be proud if it was my name that was called. So do the opposite of what that jealous person can do. Um, It doesn't work as well when you're playing Monopoly because you know it's (laughs) Monopoly. But I do found I do find that in my own life, in my professional life, if my colleague or another one of our coaches has success, it's it's so much better in the long run for you personally and for your development to acknowledge those successes of others and genuinely be happy for them. And and in life too, I mean, don't you? Isn't that the best part of life, Stephen? Is enjoying the success of the people that you care about? Yeah, for me, the older I get, I started this younger, but I I don't know why I did. It was almost a defense mechanism. Um, But the older I get, the more like the more you are experiencing success, like within the organization. I mean, you're known as like the coach now in the industry. And that's amazing to me. And I, I just think it's awesome. And you coach like hundreds of girls and you have tremendous success through our VIP program. And I'm like, that is great. Um, but I can also remember like a time when like I was younger specifically and you know, like when you're in high school and stuff, it's just the image. It's like your looks are all that you have or your popularity or for some people it's their athleticism or their grades or whatever. Right. So whenever someone would come into the room that would make me feel really insecure and I was jealous of them for whatever the reason. I got very specific as like why they were making me jealous. Mm. Is there athleticism? Like, did I feel like they had bigger muscles than me or that they were cooler than me or something like that? And I would go up and I would compliment them. Like, oh my gosh, like you've like, 
you are jacked. Like, what do you do in the gym? Like, what's your routine? And I humanize it and it almost neutralizes it because I get mm-hmm. very specific. And so uh, my encouragement to the girls that maybe are feeling a bit threatened by one of the other contestants because maybe last year she was a first runner up or maybe you looked at our pageant predictions um, game that we have on pageant planet and you saw that she was you know, getting all the votes like just go up to her and just say, wow, I, congratulations on last year's success. I mean, you truly are a front runner and mm-hmm. I mean, it's just going to be a lot of fun to compete with you and to just learn from you leading up to the pageant. Just neutralize it. Yeah. I totally like, agree. Yeah. Cause when you speak about it, it just, it doesn't have that same power. Yeah, and I when I was competing in international, um, I again I'm super competitive. I had just aged out of MAO. I was hungry. The night I won my state pageant, I said to my directors, I said, "We're going to win this thing." I I just I knew in my heart that I had the fire within me that I wanted to win. And then, um, so a lot of systems will have directors that ha- direct multiple states or regions. So in USA, I know there's RPM, there's Van Brosas, there's others. Um, even National American Miss, they have regional directors. Um, I can't think of, oh, the Ewing, Team Ewing. So Brianne um, and her husband, um, oh, it's going to kill me to not remember his name. I hope he doesn't <laughs> hold that against me this year when I see him. Um, it's going to come to me. But anyway, so they have director families, for instance. And I was paired, New York was paired with New Jersey and Pennsylvania at the time. And I remember, and this is personal development, like at its finest. I remember sitting in the audience at Pennsylvania, rooting against this girl because she was so good and she was so competitive. I was like, no, I don't want to compete with her at nationals. Sure enough, she won. And, you know, I had a moment where I just said, why am I doing this? I have the opportunity to have these two young women alongside me in this process as friends, as partners, as, as teammates. Why am I rooting against someone? And instead I made it a point to really create, distinct, concrete, genuine connections with these women. And it made my experience so much better. And it was like recognizing that we were all so very different. And I, fun fact, will be in the wedding of one of those young women um, in September. So it's, gosh, it just opens your eyes so much more when you're just able to take a step back and focus only on you and enjoy what's around you versus creating it as an enemy or a competitor. Yeah, and and sometimes the journey of like, okay, why is this person intimidating me? That can be a scary journey yeah. because you're looking in essence at your soul. And honestly, most people don't like what they see when they initially start asking it, but let's just clear the slate. We've all felt jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've all felt insecure. We all still to this day have fears that we're trying to overcome or that's holding us back. Um, and like four or five or whatever number I was on, we all have like dreams of things that we want out of life. So it's like, at the core of it, we're all very, very similar. So like when, when I don't really know what's going on with me emotionally, and I, I had this experience just um, a few months ago, I met this guy. I'm like, he is a weirdo. <laughs> like <he's, laughs> but then he was like, Hey, do you want to get together for coffee? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Like what I got to lose. So I got with him yesterday. I'm like, he is so cool. It's like, he drives a, um, a really cool motorcycle and he has a bunch of real estate and all that. I'm like, whoa. And we had a lot of stuff in common. And I'm like, he's awesome. But at the core of it, like when someone now, um, and again, started this, I think I was like 10 years ago. But when someone really affects me in a negative way, 
like emotionally. I mean, he didn't. I just met him in passing. I'm like, he's a weirdo. And I went about my life. But um, I asked myself, why? Okay, why did this affect me? You know, and then I kind of get to some answer and I'm like, okay, well, why? And then I get to some answer and then I say, okay, why for the third time? And usually (laughs) after that third time, I get more to the, oh, they make me insecure about or I feel intimidated or I feel, you know, whatever the, the reasoning or the logic is. But it's usually on that third, like, why is that, that I start to get to the real core reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I flip it around and just try to compliment that person on that attribute, which for me neutralizes it. Yeah. So, let, I mean, we that's all flowers and sunshine and roses, right? By the way, Brianne's husband is Ryan. It just came to me. I feel so much better <laughs> about myself yes. now. And by the way, I'm not proud of that story where I was rooting for someone else and not do well. Like, I look back and I'm so embarrassed that that's the headspace that I was in. But that was my own issue. That had nothing to do with her. So all of this, like, totally comes into play. And that's a lot of personal development and introspection. So we all have it within ourselves to grow. Yeah. But so if we take it into account, we're not going to be friends with everyone. We're not always going to like everyone, but we have to respect everyone. So one thing you can do for yourself, if you just will not get over the fact that she beat you out on some competition, etc. I mean, I would hope that you are as positive as possible at the process. But one thing you can do, um, despite whatever happens pageant week, is your body language. You can 100% control your body language. And as we were preparing for this call, Stephen, I was doing a ton of research about the the physics of body language and what that means. Cause we can say all day long, posture, shoulders straight, but what does that really mean? Um, and I'm actually going to reference a Ted talk that I remember hearing a long time ago. Maybe you've heard it, Steven. It's by Amy Cuddy about body language. Have you ever heard it? No, I don't think I have. Don't think. Oh I my have. God. I'm going to blow your mind with the science, the facts, the details here. So bring it. Oh my gosh. So Amy Cuddy, um, I believe she, um, is a, professor at Harvard School of Business, and she wanted to see, are there scientific benefits to how you control and hold your body? Um, Superman has his pose, right? Hips forward, shoulder, uh, hands on the hips, shoulders back, chest puffed out. I mean, it sounds really silly. We're going to follow the Wonder Woman pose because we're all Wonder Woman as pageant contestants, right? So if you stand in an outward pose like that, it doesn't have to be that pose, but power pose. She calls it all about power posing. If you stand in that Wonder Woman pose for two minutes, so if you're home alone and you're not embarrassed, put your feet about shoulder width apart. I want you to throw your pelvis forward. I want you to pull your chest up and I want you to put your hands on your hips and I want you to flex those muscles and I want you to hold that two whole minutes. You can look in the mirror if you want to. You can look straight ahead. I don't care what you look at, but hold that for two minutes. And because of that, that open body structure is so powerful. The dominance hormone in your body is testosterone. I think you're testosterone, testosterone, man, female, but everyone has testosterone controls how you feel about it. The people that held that position for two minutes, their testosterone level rose by 20%. How crazy is that? I mean, that is physics. And because of that, it helped them feel more confident, controlled. So they put them into a test interview after this to see who they would hire. And across the board, the people that had that did that were the ones that people in the focus group wanted to hire. And then conversely, if you want to close yourself off, if you're really bummed and you're slumping and you're slumping into your pudding cup because you need to have 80 more calories to beat your calorie count for the day in your hotel room, 
like it's going to it's going to weigh on you. You're going to feel that that like so your testosterone if you're doing a closed body position drops by 10%. Imagine waking up for the next day of pageantry where you have to rise to the occasion and your testosterone level that confidence has dropped overnight because simply your body language. You can't afford that. You need to rise bigger, stronger and more prepared. Oh, I love that. I actually I stood up and I pulled the microphone up and I'm doing it right now. <laughs> so, so another crazy thing to hear which I like I'm a, such a science geek when I want to be. And I was reading this article like so fascinated. And what I found out, so body posing, and you'll see animals do it a lot where they raise their hands in the air. And it, it's very similar to the Superman pose, the Wonder Woman pose, but just squared off fully open shows power where you think it might make you vulnerable. It's actually the opposite. So um, blind people actually do that same open body pose when they're proud or succeed without ever being able to see anybody else do it. It's that innate that that is what you default to when you're feeling prideful, um, which I thought was really, really powerful to hear. Wow. So, I mean, so now bringing it as a practical application, Mm -hmm. when they're feeling jealous like they should just hold that pose for a few minutes or when they're feeling maybe defeated in some way, just hold that pose. Yeah. So if you're heading into finals night and you are right after the swimsuit prelim winner and you felt like you can either feel one, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm behind her. The judges loved her so much in swimsuit. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, they're going to compare. My score is not going to be as high. I mean, I can definitely say that there are pageant girls out there that do that to themselves. And that's really unfortunate. But if you're in that position, if you hold that power pose, you might not have two minutes. I know it's a quick change backstage. I get it, ladies. But do that power pose or do some kind of a power pose that speaks to you prior to going on stage. And I think just that mindset will change everything for you. You may have a little extra sparkle. She may be resting on her laurels. She may be like, I got this. I already won swimsuit. I know they love me. But if you're putting your energy into going above and beyond, that power pose can make a world of difference. Just to have it in your head, you're not thinking about the steps as much. You're not thinking systematically or formulaically or, oh, I need to give my giggle at this X. It's going to come more naturally and it's going to radiate. So love all of that. Um, Do you, and I feel like you just gave so many tips, but this this question is like, okay, so when they go in, Mm -hmm. is there something they can do before they get into that situation to somewhat practice focusing on themselves more than practice or than focusing on the competition? So um, Caitlin Monty, who was Miss New York 2011, she was second runner up to Miss America. She and I had breakfast as I was preparing for Miss New York. And she said, I thought as I was preparing, I thought about not specifically what each person brought, but what they were doing to put themselves in a position of being competitive. So when her alarm would go off at five o'clock, she said, I don't really want to work out today, but I can guarantee you the swimsuit prelim winner is up right now working out. And she would drag her butt out of bed and she would work out. And sure enough, she was a swimsuit winner because she knew what it was going to take when she knew that, um, like, so Mallory Hagan competed at that year as well. And, and Mallory has like probably bar none, the best interview pageant style I've ever seen or heard. Um, and I'm biased since I love her so much, but Caitlin also knew I had to bring a ferocity to my interview. I had to bring a confidence and a power because I knew that there were other contestants. I'm not just singling out Matt. She didn't say Mallory specifically, Um, but I know that they're going to bring that type of tenacity. I need to be business minded because I know X person was going to be business minded. So it was more pulling the strengths of people that were maybe intimidating her and seeing how she could apply them to herself, apply them to herself 
so that she turned all of those insecurities into her strengths, which I thought was so powerful to hear. Yeah. And the other thing that in part of this is you got to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got to know what sets you off in a bad way and what really motivates you and inspires you in a good way. Um, I don't recommend like jumping on boards or even as contestants, like with our pageant prediction game, mm-hmm. um, something that, that can put you at a psychological disadvantage for your competition. So like, don't look at that. We created that for the fans, um, not for you to say that this girl is going to win because she got a thousand votes. Um, she may have a thousand cousins for all you know. So it's just yeah. not even worth stressing about it. Right. And stay off the boards and, and afterwards, sure, jump back, you know, check or whatever, see, check accuracy, whatever. But, um, but it doesn't matter towards your competition. It's zero bearing whatsoever because your judges aren't on there. Mm-hmm. You know, your judges are in the interview room. But so don't look at the headshots. Don't research other contestants. You know, just stay 100% focused on even your strength. There's a, there was the, um, the coach for the Chinese table tennis Olympics team won like, he has the record. It's, he won like eight times or 10 times in a row. You know, it was something like in, in table tennis. And they asked him, they're like, what's your secret to like training these table tennis experts from China? He said, what I do is I find their strengths and then I only focus on their strengths. Mm. And what we do is we just focus on the strengths, focus on their strengths and the weaknesses take care of themselves. Um, so for you, I just like would really encourage you. What is your strengths? Like what's that X factor that you bring to the table that no one else can do? And just hundred percent, like focus on that, develop that, own it, and you'll be so much better off. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we were talking with America as we led into this conversation. At the end of the day, it all comes down to points. You never know where you'll fall. And to Stephen, your point, it's better to be second in every single category than to be first in two and fifth in another. Because that girl, based on the points, will win every time. And it's consistency that really pays off. And if you allow the success of other contestants to weigh on you, that will drive your scores downward across the board. So you need to continue to maintain the confidence and and know that what you have is, is worthwhile. And what we never hear until the pageant's over is about the interview. And that is so important. And whether we want to believe it or not, in any pageant system, your interview, who you are, that consistent brand that we talk about so much through VIP membership is going to affect the judges, leave a lasting impression because that's your goal. And they may... I mean, people say this doesn't happen. It totally happens. If they like you, they're more forgiving. They're more flexible. And I know you can say the same thing about, well, they must have liked that prelim winner in interview if they gave her that score. But it's not the case. You don't know what those judges are thinking. So remember, it's all about that messaging of who you are and why they're going to remember you. That will help propel you. So it's the intangibles often. Yeah, I love that. Because the judges are sitting there and they might think, oh, crap, that girl won prelim. I need to actually help out the girl who I really fell in love with in interview because I didn't like that girl at all in interview. You know, so yeah. even though they're not supposed to do that, they're humans mm-hmm. and they don't they don't just score a girl just based on that one category, especially if that girl rubbed, 
him or her the wrong way in pageant <laughs> interview. Yeah. So but at the same token, you have judges that are super, super able to compartmentalize. Totally. So you never know what kind of judges you'll get. You'll get a judge that might throw scores, um, throw scores positively. Um, and then you might have judges that are able to say, you know what, her interview was really needed a lot of work. However, her talent was dynamite. And that girl could win prelim. So don't allow yourself to be in that position of, well, they must have loved her interview and that's why she won prelim. You have no idea what happened. Yeah. I mean, any, like all the stories that I create like, about myself, like almost like none of them are true. Like if somebody responds to me in a certain way that hurts my feelings or makes me insecure or whatever, I now am to the point where I'm like, oh, well, they're probably thinking about something else and that's why their face looked like that. Mm-hmm. Or they probably didn't mean to say that I was a jerk and yell at me and write a nasty blog. They probably <laughs> just <laughs> had a bad day. <laughs> so, <laughs> I find that if, as long as I create a story that serves me, like I don't know what really happened in that person's mind anyway. So I might as well create a story mm-hmm. that works for me rather than puts me at a disadvantage. Yeah. And just a side note on that. It's so important if you're doing that, to not make your reality the reality, that you are totally free and able to make those make those things uh, real in your head, but make sure that that's where they're staying. We don't wanna see you re- tarnish your reputation by putting that out into the universe. So use yeah. that for your own personal introspect, but let it stay there. Allow it to build you, allow it to motivate you to be to work harder, to be better as you move through your pageant week or pageant weekend. Don't allow those to come out because all of the negativity that will come out will come back. So keep it to yourself, find that purpose that serves you, but let it stay there. Don't allow it to infiltrate anywhere else into your weekend or week. Such such a good like asterisk. I would feel horrible if somebody's like, well, no, I was listening to the podcast and this is what happened. <laughs> no, yeah, it stays between the ears, yeah. stays between the ears. Yes. So- um, so I was going to ask you, Jesse, mm-hmm. uh, it looks like we're, we're out of time. So if the girls want to like connect more with you or work with you one-on-one, how can they do that? Yeah. So they can absolutely do that by, um, Steven, I don't have the new URL in front of me. So through our VIP membership, it's a monthly membership and you can have coaching needs tailored specifically to you. Um, So our VIP membership allows you to have unlimited written correspondence with myself or other coaches, as well as unlimited virtual mock interviews. So you get that face-to-face interaction. And we also have VIP Platinum. So if you need a little extra handholding, you need a little extra confidence or brand development, that's a great option for you. Um, And we also do one-on-one coaching sessions. So if you know, you listen to this podcast and you said, you know what, mentally, I'm not in a great place. I need someone to snap me out of it. Book a coaching session. We'll talk through all about what's holding you back, why your mentality is the way that it is, and how we can put you on the path to positivity and confidence. Um, Or if you're during pageant week, my goodness, if you're listening to this and you are in pageant season and you, for whatever reason, don't walk away with that prelim award, book a coaching session. We'll do it the very next day and we will get you right. Yeah. And it's like, it's 25 bucks for like a 20 minute FaceTime one-on-one. So it's, I mean, Awesome. And it's just thepageantplanet.com backslash coaching, or you can go under services and click that too. 
And and with that, too, we have contestants that they know that confidence is their weakness and they need that positivity. So we work with them to say, OK, what, what would build you up? And we talk about positive affirmations. And I have girls that email me every single day a positive affirmation for themselves that day because they need that kind of accountability. So we will work with you whatever is going to give you the confidence to take that crown. We're in it with you. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Stephen. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.